is the Leadership Exposé podcast, the soon-to-be number one leadership podcast for purpose-driven leaders and experts from around the world who give us a unique insight into what leadership looks like behind the scenes. It's the podcast that deciphers and elevates leadership success and helps you level up your business and leadership to achieve transformational results. I'm Stephen Paul, your host, and I'm committed to helping you lead your challenges using diverse strategies to gain new perspectives, fuel your growth, and transform the way you execute on your success at all levels. Welcome to the first official episode of Leadership Exposé Success Talk. I am so excited to finally launch this podcast with all of its imperfect parts included because leadership matters to all of us from mindset to how we take action. And it's personal for me, not just because it's helped me learn, grow, gain humility and become a better person in my life and in my profession, but because it's helped me break the boundaries of adversity navigating the corporate challenges and launching into building businesses using entrepreneurial approaches, as well as having a portfolio of board and executive roles whilst personally taking time to work on our family goals, which included child adoption and in my marriage and serving others who needed that uplift. Well, this podcast answers it all. It is for leaders at diverse levels and organizations around the world who are seeking to transform their leadership and to create an impact in the lives of people all around them. It's about how they have courageously navigated and overcome adversity, created success and shifted their mindset and limiting beliefs to achieve extraordinary outcomes beyond imagination. You see, I absolutely love working with diverse leaders and businesses to help them level up. So join me as I not only interview top leadership experts, strategists, business executives, and board members, but also draw out the best of my experience as business leaders myself. As a chartered board director from the IOD and my education and insights from Harvard Business School, with great journeys, I continue on, I will share new insights and wisdom on next-gen leadership, strategy and transformation for best outcomes and bring the intersection of mindset to the forefront. And in this first episode of Deciphering Leadership, you will hear my leadership journey navigating through some of those great times and also overcoming adversity and some of the most challenging moments of my life. I will also talk about why leadership is personal to me and why it should matter to you in your life, regardless of what you do or where you're at in your own journey. We'll then launch into discussing the ins and outs of deciphering leadership and related concepts on the different types of styles and how you can be transformational in every role that you take on. And finally, a snippet about the upcoming episodes. So be sure to listen all the way. You see, leadership is very close to my heart and the concept started to ingrain in me from a very young age. Throughout my childhood and teen years, my family struggled financially. We lived in emerging markets, faced varying degrees of racism and discrimination, 
and I deeply felt the social impact and struggles within and around me, which led me to naughty habits and getting in trouble frequently. Yes, you heard it right. My family moved around a lot and we were not together as a unit, which meant there were a lot of distractions for me. I failed miserably several times in high school because I wasn't focused on academics. And I came to that self-conclusion that I wasn't good enough and I felt misunderstood. But then something clicked in me and I became this little achiever post-university. At age 23 in the professional world, I got a job that I desired in a small company that allowed me exposure to various business clients around the world. I progressed both in my career to senior level positions and in life. And one day, almost 15 years ago, I was made redundant. My job was a big part of who I was. And later I experienced personal tragic loss. My partner at the time, she died in a traffic car accident. She was everything to me and I was devastated. Clearly the universe had designed a path for me and it was difficult to see the light immediately. I was reflecting heavily on my life, future and career and questioning everything that I believed in. On a professional level, whilst I subsequently retransitioned into senior roles, I sometimes felt the toxic and disruptive ways, for example, in, this, in some of the companies that I worked for and the executive teams that I was part of. And there were no qualified reference points to course correct. So I personally shifted my mindset and decided to take ownership and coaching support for personal and business success and to help other leaders too. I started demonstrating and sharing on leadership topics and creating effective and collaborative leadership teams and boards as part of my subsequent roles globally. On a personal level, I learned to operate and lead in environments without borders. I continued to become even more agile and resilient, a better risk leader, a better learner, a better communicator, a better questioner. I've learned to enter and navigate every role, be it in business or personal life, with courage, humility, and be more reflective and apply shifts in my mindset along the way. I met my wife nine years ago. Yasmina has been a blessing to me amongst all the greatest qualities as a human being and a woman, best friend and wife. She brings this unique perspective on life and mindset. She continues to be a significant influence in the person I am today. So you see my journey has been varied and working with and helping business leaders and boards to make them even more impactful resonates with me. And you as a leader, you too have a life story to tell. You have business and life lessons to teach. You have a message to share with other leaders, established or emerging. On this podcast, 
you have a tremendous opportunity to shine a light on your journey, share business or personal insights and help people and leaders be even more successful and feel good about it. So let's continue this episode by introducing leadership. In your mind, complete this sentence. A leader is, what's your answer? Someone who is in a formal position of power, whoever is ranked above you on the org chart in a company, the person with the corner office and the higher salary, the person who is in the news, those might be traditional perceptions, but it's important to recognize that anybody can be a leader. Yes, that means you too. Fundamentally, a leader is somebody who influences or guides other people through their own actions and behaviors. That means someone who is the designated head of a department or a role assigned to them to achieve a goal. But make no mistake, having that seniority isn't a prerequisite. You can take charge at any time. Nothing stops you. Even if you're not managing a team on a daily basis, you might still have to step into a leadership role from time to time. Maybe you're spearheading an important cross-functional project or you have to host or chair a meeting. In fact, it does not even have to be business related. It could be a role you have in your community, your school, and so forth. Those are opportunities for you to fulfill a leadership role and to be looked to as an example. There are also moments when your own leadership qualities and style will rise to the surface. So don't write off these approaches as something that don't apply to you just because you don't have a board or a C-suite role or a title. So why is it important to understand your leadership style? So before we jump into those granular details, there's one critical question that needs to be answered. Why do leadership styles matter? Understanding how you lead and want to lead will give you a better sense of control over the size and scope of your reach and impact. Bringing awareness allows you to take ownership and responsibility. Our leadership style is a vortex of our values, our natural strengths and abilities, and our beliefs and experiences. Knowing your leadership style can help you align that vortex with your vision, goals, and even your organization's mission and vision. Practicing authentic leadership and being emotionally intelligent are key. I remember when I was at Harvard Business School, I had the opportunity to be with influencers such as Daniel Goldman and Bill George, where we spoke about authentic leadership and emotional intelligence and the impact and effectiveness on leaders and how that can be applied. Put simply, to have an impact as a leader, you need to be an effective one. And in order to be effective, you have to understand exactly where you're starting from 
as well as where you want to go. Knowing your current approach gives you a baseline that you can use to identify the improvements you need to make. So there are eight key different leadership styles and their pros and cons. These are common textbook approaches on leadership. And these styles are based on the findings of several well-known leadership researchers. However, be aware that you'll see different experts define these categories differently. So let's begin. Number one, transactional leadership. The best way to understand transactional leadership is to think of a typical transaction. I give you this and you do this in return. That's really the basis of this leadership style. Transactional leaders dish out instructions to their team members and then use different rewards and penalties to either recognize or punish what they do in response. Think of a leader offering praise to applaud a job well done or mandating that a group member handles a despised department-wide task because they missed a deadline. Those are examples of rewards and punishment in a work setting. Needless to say, this approach is highly directive and is often referred to as telling leadership style. Now the positive is confusion and guesswork are eliminated because tasks and expectations are clearly mapped out by the leader. On the minus side, due to the rigid environment and expectations, creativity and innovation may be stifled. Number two, transformational leadership. Again, with this leadership style, it's all in the name. Transformational leaders seek to transform the businesses or groups in which they lead by inspiring their colleagues at diverse levels to innovate. Now, these leaders are all about making improvements and finding better ways to get things done and using an outcomes-based approach. And as a result, they inspire and empower other people to own their work and contribute with their suggestions or observations about how things could be streamlined or improved. Ownership is given and it is outcomes-based. Under transformational leaders, people have tons of autonomy, as well as plenty of breathing room to innovate and think outside the box. So there are positives, which are leaders are able to establish a high level of trust with employees and rally them around a shared vision or end goal. On the minus side, in environments where existing processes are valued, this desire to change things can ruffle some feathers. Number three, servant leadership. Servant leaders operate with this standard motto, serve first and lead second. Rather than thinking about how they can inspire people to follow their lead, they channel the majority of their energy into finding ways that they can help others. They prioritize the needs of other people above their own. Despite the fact that they're natural leaders, those who follow the servant leadership model 
don't try to highlight their own status or power. Instead, they focus on elevating and developing the people who follow them. As Simon Sinek eloquently explains in his book, Leaders Eat Last, um, why some teams pull together and others don't follow, he says, leaders are the ones who are willing to give up something of their own for us. Their time, their energy, their money, maybe even the food off, off of, their of their plate. When it matters, leaders choose to eat last. Uh, on the plus side, this approach boosts morale and leads to a high level of trust, which results in better employee performance and a more positive company culture overall. On the minus side, it's challenging, constantly pushing your own needs and priorities to the back burner isn't something that comes as second nature for most of us. Number four, democratic leadership. You might also hear this leadership style referred to as participative leadership. Leaders in this category run groups and projects like a democracy. Even if these leaders are technically higher on the org chart, they emphasize working together and actively involve their teams in the decision-making process. Democratic leaders value ideas and input from others and encourage discussion about these contributions. They aren't simply handing down orders and instead take a much more collaborative approach to getting things done. Now, there are some positives to this. Creativity and innovation are encouraged, which also improve job satisfaction among employees and team members. But there's also some negative sides. Constantly trying to achieve consensus amongst a group can be inefficient and in some cases costly and exhausting. Number five, autocratic leadership. Autocratic leadership exists on the opposite side of the spectrum from democratic leadership. You can think of this as my way or the highway approach. Autocratic leaders view themselves as having absolute power and make decisions on behalf of their subordinates. They di dictate not only what needs to be done, but also how those tasks should be accomplished. Now there's some plus sides to this. Decisions are often made quickly and strategically and teams are kept on track as a result. On the minus side, employees can feel ignored, restricted, and in the absolute worst of cases, even abused. Number six, bureaucratic leadership. Bureaucratic leadership goes by the book, so as to speak. With this leadership style, this prescribed set of boxes to check in in order to be a true leader. So for example, bureaucratic leaders have hierarchy authority, meaning their power comes from a formal position or title rather than unique traits or characteristics that they possess. They also have a set of responsibilities as well as clearly defined rules 
and systems for how they will manage others and make decisions. They just need to follow that roadmap that's laid out for them. Now on the plus side, there's plenty of stability. Since this is systemized approach to leadership, things remain constant, even though personnel changes and other shifts that threaten to rock the boat. On the minus side, it's tempting to fall into the, we've always done this in this particular way trap. This approach can be inflexible and neglect to leave room for creativity or ideas from employees. Number seven, laissez-faire leadership. Now, do you remember the term laissez-faire from your high school French? Well, not to worry, let's refresh your, your memory. So this is a French term that translates to leave it be, which pretty accurately summarizes this as a hands-off leadership approach. It's the exact opposite of micromanagement. It is a highlight of entrepreneurial and self-managed leadership approach. Laissez-faire leaders provide the necessary tools and resources, but then they step back completely and let their team members make decisions and solve problems and get their work accomplished without having to worry about the leader obsessively supervising their every move. Now, how good would that look like? Well, there's some positives to this. This level of trust and independence is empowering for teams that are creative and self-motivated. But on the minus side, chaos and confusion can quickly ensue, especially if a team isn't organized or self-directed. Number eight, charismatic leadership. You know what it means to have a lot of charisma, and that's exactly what these leaders possess. Charismatic leaders have magnetic personalities, as well as a lot of conviction to achieve their objectives. Rather than encouraging behaviors through strict instructions, these leaders use eloquent communication and persuasion to unite a team around a cause. They're able to clearly lay out their vision and get others excited about their same goals. Now there's some plus points to this. Charismatic leaders are very inspirational and effective at getting an entire group invested in a shared objective. On the minus side, due to their intense focus, it's easy for these leaders to develop tunnel vision or lose sight of other important issues or tasks that crop up or understand some of the wider organizational interdependencies or linkages. So you've familiarized yourself with the ins and outs of the above approaches, eight approaches that we talked about here. And if you have realized that you want to make some changes, perhaps you've realized yourself as a transactional leader and want to be more transformational, for example, or you think you could incorporate more servant leadership into your existing style. Well, that's good. And there is good news. You absolutely can change your personal leadership style. 
altering your approach is actually fairly straightforward. It's very much encouraged. It, it might be a little difficult in practice, but you can do it at any time. The key is to swap out ineffective behaviors and habits for new ones that are more in line with the style you'd like to align with and stay committed to practicing your new leadership style and technique. So for example, if you tend to be autocratic and want to incorporate some more um, democratic practices, try some things that force you to relinquish some power. So for example, uh, instituting a weekly brainstorming session with your team or asking a colleague to co-lead a project that you otherwise would have handled alone or requesting a second opinion on a decision you're making. Now, if you're struggling to even figure out how you can be more effective or what the best leadership style for you is in the first place, you start by thinking about a leader or a mentor you admired. Reflect, what were their qualities? What did they do? What did they say? How did, how did it impact you? And that exercise can help you identify some traits that you'd like to implement in your own style. Now, here's the thing. There's no such thing as a perfect leadership style because your leadership isn't one size fits all. All of these approaches come with their benefits and drawbacks, and some of them will be more effective in certain scenarios. That very idea has paved the way for one final style, which is situational leadership. It's highly flexible and suggests that leaders should adapt their approach to the specific circumstances that they are in. So consider this, when you're asking someone what their leadership style is, or if you are being asked that question, think carefully before you answer that question. Does one of these relate more closely to you or a combination? Why? Regardless of where you are, where you think you are in your own current style and where it fits in, there are likely to be a few changes you can make to be even more effective. Like anything, leadership is a learning process and it takes a little bit of trial and error to get it right. Experiment and don't be afraid to make mistakes. Learning process is key. Sometimes you may have to take a few tries at different styles to make things work for you, for others around you. Adapt. There you have it. I hope this episode was enlightening for you. We will conclude our first episode shortly, but I want to share with you what we will be covering in the next episode, which will be around vision and values. Thank you for listening to me. I'm Stephen Paul, signing off.